I want to talk about uh, the parable of um, uh, the unforgiving servant. This is in Matthew chapter 18, uh, verse uh, 23 onwards. Uh, actually, it starts in 21. Uh, you know, then Peter came and said to him, uh, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he had begun to settle them, one who owed him ten thousand talents was brought to him. But since he did not have the means to repay, his Lord commanded him to be sold along with his wife and children and all that he had and repayment to be made. So the slave fell on to the ground and prostrated himself before him saying, have patience with me and I will repay you everything. And the Lord of that slave felt compassion and released him and forgave him the debt. But that slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And he seized him and began to choke him, saying, pay back what you owe. So his fellow slave fell to the ground and began to plead with him, saying, have patience with me and I will repay you. But he was unwilling and went and threw him in prison until he should pay back what was owed. So when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their Lord all that had happened. Then summoning him, his Lord said to him, You wicked slave, I forgive you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not also have had mercy on your fellow slave, the same way that I had mercy on you? And this Lord moved with anger, handed him over to the torturers until he should repay all that was ordered. My Heavenly Father will also do the same to you if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. This is a tragic story, a tragic uh, ending. And uh, it will do us good to examine this a little bit. What's happening here? Here is a man who borrowed 10,000 talents and is unable to pay and is forgiven. The Lord wants to put him in prison along with, to be sold along with his wife and children and all that he had. And the payment to be made, but the slave prostrates himself before him and pleads saying, having patience with me and I will repay you everything. See, that's an important sentence to remember. 
And the Lord of the slave felt compassion and released him and forgave him the debt. And then the slave goes out and finds one of his servants, slaves, fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. Let's do some mathematics here. A talent in 24, 24 a talent is 15 years laborer's wage. 15 years laborer's wage. So he owed the Lord 10,000 talents. Okay, just do the math. One talent is 15 years of labor wage. The laborer's wage. More than 15 years in wages of a labor. Footnote says a talent. And he owed him 10,000 talents. Which is 10 talents is 150 years. 100 talents is 1,500 years of labor. 10 and a thousand, no, sorry, one talent is 15 years, 10 is 150, 100 is 1,500, 1,000 is 15,000 years of labor. And this is 10,000 talents, which is 150,000 years. That is one century and 50,000, 1 lakh 50,000 years of labor wage. And what does the servant, fellow slave, owe him? He owes him a hundred denarii. One denarii is a day's wages of a laborer. One denarii is a day's wage of a laborer. So it is basically hundred denarii is hundred days labor. It's not even it's not even one one thousandth of one talent. It is less than one thousand of one talent. And he throws him and the other slaves find out, see this, see the injustice of it and complain. And this man is back in front of the Lord and says, hand him over to the torturers until he will pray, pay all that was owed, which, is, which should be never, it should be eternal, because there's no way he's going to pay 1,50,000 years of labor's wages being in prison. What's happening here? What's the issue here? See, he's operating at the give-to-get economy. The world teaches you and me, you give and you get. Go to a shop, you give and you get. You give. Here he is given a loan. You need to get back the loan. So he's operating at that level. He probably was a poor collection guy. He gave out. He did not get. Here he finds one slave that owes him 100 denarii. That's a maximum he could get. <laughs> he couldn't find anyone with bigger debt to him. 
it probably given such debts to many. He's still operating in the give and get economy, the world economy. The Lord also gave him 10,000 talents and wanted to get. He's looking for returns. He is also in the giving and getting, investing and reaping, but then he switches to the heavenly principle. From the worldly principle of give and get, the Lord being Lord switches to the heavenly mathematics, a heavenly principle of you receive and you give. You receive and you give. Which, which is freely you have received, freely give. Generous God is giving and is asking us to give. But the hindrance for this man is that he never received the forgiveness. He has been forgiven so much, something impossible for him to ever pay back. He's never received it. Because if you see that in his words, he says, have patience with me and I will repay you everything. He's just asking for time. But the Lord, the next verse, felt compassion and released him and forgave him the entire day. He never walked away from there forgiven. Forgiven by God, but not forgiven in my books. I still, yeah, he said forgiven, but I want to pay back. I will set it right. I will set it right. I will pay back. I don't want anybody's sympathy. I can make it. And he's in debt for 1,50,000 years of labor. Many times, many times, you and I can walk away from God, from times with God. Similarly, similarly, not receiving the forgiveness of God. He has closed the book. He has wiped it all. He's wiped our sin and he says, as far as the east is from the west, I've cast it out of your away. Out of sight. But then we can wake up morning after morning trying to pay back that debt. Yes, there is a sense in which we need to be remembering and grateful to God, but not trying to pay back, undo the forgiveness, and certainly not unable to forgive others, just as I've been forgiven. See, the plan of God to take forgiveness to the ends of the earth is you and me. The strategy of God, you and I are God's channels of forgiveness. See, then, then only it becomes, you know, as he told Abraham, it will be the channel of God's blessing. Forgiveness runs in the front. Forgiveness spread to you and me so that we can spread it. It goes beyond us into the far corners of the world. 
that is the plan of god that is the plan of god for all god's children that they would be agents of forgiveness having received forgiveness for things they could never pay back and then ask to forgive those who could not pay back to them see this switching from earthly principle earthly mathematics to heavenly mathematics earthly mathematics you give to get transaction over heavenly mathematics there's nothing you can give god nothing you and i can give god he's a god without any need he doesn't need any anything you receive and you give to others this is a very important life principle you and i can roam through the christian world roam through our entire lifetime having been at the throne room of god prostrating asking forgiveness and being forgiven but heart of hearts asking for more time to pay back and living rest of the life wanting to pay back so that you do not need the forgiveness of god undoing everything that was done at the throne room it shows in life it's very obvious when somebody has not forgiven somebody you can trace it back to unforgiveness they never received the forgiveness of god in their heart they heard it they believe in it but then in reality their heart they have not fully received the forgiveness the world is in need of forgiveness the world is hurting broken thinking one of the reasons it's hurting and broken and is angry and unforgiven is because you and i have not forgiven as we ought to having received forgiveness maybe there is a problem in this piping that comes from god to us and to us to others there is a clogging not from god it's a clogging on our end the outlet needs to be checked why am i not able to pass on why am i not able to pass on this forgiveness having received it and the reason for this is pride a big reason for this is pride we are forgiven so much we are not able to forgive a servant for not paying the 1000 rupees he or she borrowed months ago we are not able to forgive a servant or a driver or a dobi wala a laborer or somebody who borrowed 1000 rupees from us and is unable to pay and is trying to avoid us we go searching for him because we want it we want to teach him good mathematical principles 
good world economy. What if God were to do that with us? What if God were to chase us to get back what we owe him? Where will we hide? If God were to note on everything that we owe him, how would that look? Be generous. Heaven is calling to us. If you want to be forever with the Most High God, you need to be His child. And a child of the Most Forgiving God will also be forgiven. Let go. Let go. Freely you have received. Freely given. Not seven times. Seventy times seven, unending times. While he was still being crucified, he forgave. One scale to measure how far from God I am is to measure how long we take to forgive some, somebody for something. How long I take to forgive. One year. Two years, three years, some offense done, some something done wrong, wrongly, wrongfully against us. How long does it take to forgive? That can be a one saint says that can be a scale to measure the distance that we are from God. How close we are to God and how far we are. The longer you take is the further you're away from God. The less time you take to forgive after an offense, after an insult, after a wrong, the closer you are to God. The model is set on Jesus, set by Jesus on the cross. While the offense was being done, he forgave. There was no gap. While he was still being crucified to death, he forgave. Simultaneous to the offense, his forgiveness. While on the cross, not later, not 100 years later through a prophecy, through a prophet, through an angel, all he here forgiven. No, on the cross, gasping, bleeding, being brought to death simultaneous to the offense. If that is the scale, how dare we take long to forgive? How dare we linger giving out the forgiveness? How dare we hesitate to forgive? See, there is a passage in Ezekiel. Ezekiel 47 is an amazing passage. Ezekiel chapter 47. You should visit that sometime. You should study that if you want to understand the work of God. See, the first 12 verses. I will not read. We don't have time. Just paraphrasing. The river of God starts trickling from the altar. 
trickling. The water was flowing from the altar, trickling in verse 1 and 2. And then as the man walks out, the water comes to the ankles in verse 3. And then in 4, it comes to the knees and then to the loins. And in 5, he walks again and it is so high you cannot walk through it. You can only swim through it. Something that started as a trickle came to the ankles, knees, loins, and now so high you can only swim. And then this water, wherever it goes, it heals. It brings life. It goes into the desert, Arabi, verse 8. Then it goes towards the sea. And it makes the sea fresh, literally healed. It becomes fresh water. There are fish where there was no river. Now there is river, now there is fish. Great and many kinds, first line. And it, there are fishermen fishing now. There was nothing there before. It's, it's now green. There are plants, there are trees on both sides. But then, and then it ends saying the river on its bank grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will be, their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear every month because their water flows from the sanctuary and the fruit will be for food and the leaves for healing. Revelation, it says, healing of the nations. Paradise, the ending of the river is there. The river, both sides, trees, leaves for the healing of the nations. But then the warning to you and me, while on earth, is this. Verse 11, but its swamps and marshes will not become fresh or healed. They will be left for salt. They will be given for salt. Why are swamps and marshes not becoming healed, fresh? Even the sea is getting fresh and healed. Why are the swamps and marshes? Swamps and marshes don't have outlets. Water comes and water does not go out. Swamp keeps the water inside. Marshes keep the water inside to themselves. They keep them. There is no outlet. And it becomes filthy. And God, and God says, there is no healing. It will remain salty. It will remain filthy. There is no life there. You and I can easily become left to ourselves. You and I will become swamps and marshes. Receiving things of God, never able to give up. This morning, the question from God's throne room is, how much have you received? And how much have you given? Not back to God, to others. We want to pay back to God, so we, we can say, I did it. No, never possible. 
1,50,000 years of labor. And I'm a slave in prison. Never, never, never. Eternity with God will depend on this and this alone. Having received forgiveness, have I forgiven? God will not entertain one person, let in one person who has not forgiven, who is unable to forgive. Big or small, what we received was much bigger. Whether the hurt to you, the offense to you is big or small, my friend, what you and I have received from God, the forgiveness, is much, much bigger. Eternity itself is stake. It's not an option. It's not an option. Either you forgive, then you enter into the Lord's celebration, or Continue in unforgiveness, bitter of heart, die with bitterness. I've seen many, many unforgiven come with diseases. Unforgiveness brings forth diseases. Die bitter, angry at God when they could have easily opened their hands and received and given forgiveness. The world is in need of forgiveness. It's looking for forgiveness. People working with you, working under you, your servants and my servants, my workers and your workers, are in need of forgiveness. This is the greatest need. This is a singular greatest need of earth right now. Have you and I learn to imitate the Father. The wheat and the tares are given time to grow so the master can know by its fruit whether it is a wheat or tare. And this is the fruit they'd be looking for. The harvesters will be looking for this fruit, my friend, whether they, our life is filled with forgiveness Or filled with bitterness. May God have mercy. Amen. Father God, seek you this morning again. Grant us wisdom for our, our self-beliefs, inner beliefs. The world is teaching us. Our parents have taught us wrong sometimes. Somebody we looked up to has mentored us wrong. To remember collect aggressively so we are unable to forgive, unable to live with open hands. Forgive us, teach us every day to live with open hands, able to receive forgiveness and able to forgive others. Help us, Lord, remove the clogs that have come between us and others. Remove the pipeline if need be and put in new pipes so forgiveness can flow through us into one life and to another life and to another life and through them to the world. 
may be seen deserts bloom desert hungry for water overflowing like a river may there be healing of the nations i pray that none of those who are on the call today would be a swamp or a marsh every swamp and marsh this morning be cut through and be made into a river so that the water flows it can receive more and give out more in jesus name